0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close to personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have comedian, TV personality, and reality star Jimmy Lee, who has become wildly popular nationally with his brand of comedy. Many say he is a cross between a modern day Don Rickles and Andrew Dice Clay.
2: And I can see it. Too. We
1: can. No, <laughs> so welcome to the <laughs> show. Welcome.
2: I appreciate you guys having me on. It's very kind of you, because you're the only ones that actually want me on. But thank you. <laughs> you, know, you know, our buddy Joe made a
0: comment. Oh, yeah. He says, nice a fellow comedian. Wait a minute, say it again? He said he can pick, his, he can pick your brain. He's a fellow comedian. He, oh, okay. He's, he's a funny guy, too. He is.
2: Yeah. Well, tell so tell funny. Joe that I know the secret of comedy. I actually know how to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever I do, Joe, do the opposite. don't copy me my career's
0: in the shitter (laughs) (laughs) so as you know a lot of people um struggled last couple years with the pandemic and all that Mm -hmm. and i always want to talk about that first uh, because it looks Mm -hmm. like we're out of it now at least for the most part yes but how did it affect what you do and what have you done to maneuver through that during that time
2: well i do comedy different than anybody else as i do comedy that was done like 20 30 years ago mm. it's it's more uh, insult style zingers ad-libs yeah. one-liners and in the comedy today with the wokeness my style's a little more tough, difficult though. to do but i'm this guy that wants to keep it alive and uh i'm going on on the street and ripping everybody up and telling <laughs> the fat and ugly <laughs> and stop bothering people and go home and i'm telling all people you're gonna die soon and mm-hmm. For some weird reason, people are watching. I don't know why, but uh, I'll give you a good <laughs> yeah. idea how, how good my career's doing. Uh, I'm the only guy who knows about my comedy show. Gives you an idea how good I'm doing. <laughs> so, so Joe commented back to what
0: you said earlier yeah. about do the opposite of you. He said, oh, so don't come on the Chris and Sandy show.
2: <laughs> no, no. Tell him not to push right away. Don't push, Joe. Uh, no, on a serious note, though, the wokeness has affected the climb into the comedy. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah. but I'm funny. My wife when I go out, she goes, You're gonna you're gonna get famous or get killed. That's what she <laughs> says to me. Because who knows who knows what, what's gonna happen when I got so I go out with two security guards and <laughs> um, and I, I, I pray that, you know, people laugh. They don't punch me in the nose. And most of the time they see cameras and they know we're having fun. You know, and that's yeah. really what is. it is. It's good natured, but it's that old school, you know, insult style comedy. It's like a Don Rickles.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, have that. you ever
2: gotten in a situation where your mouth opened
0: up and they didn't take it the way you thought they would?
2: Yeah, there's been instances throughout doing our shoots where it's happened. And, uh, you know, I don't think it ever happened where anybody like was coming at me. But like yeah. when we start yeah. a skit and a person gets upset or they'll put their arms up um like that. We, we these security guys and I, we just, we go away. We're not, we're not looking to fight with people. We're looking to create a little fun and uh, sure. a little chaos on the street and, and insult yeah. people in a little FOMO. That's all we're looking to do. We're not looking to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020, so a couple
0: months before the pandemic. Yeah, and I remember yeah. our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year. Right. And then as things started getting shut down. I was like, I told Sandy, you know what, you know, all these, um, people will ha- they need a place to talk now. What, are they- what right. else are they going to So we're going to just reach out to anybody and everybody. And we end up doing over 300 interviews that first year.
2: And we're 600 now. So you did 300 interviews in COVID in one year? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So you-, you delivered your message online when people weren't working and people couldn't <laughs> do stuff. So you came up with a, it's funny how certain people work through COVID better than other people. And you guys figured out a way to do it. It sound like you did a great job.
0: Yeah, because because, oh, you know, because, you. you know, when when all that first happened, you know, my original plan was country music interview shows and all that right, and up and coming country bitch. ones. Mm-hmm. And when when everything got shut down, I was like, you know, I bet artists and st- and other people in entertainment, the bigger ones, the ones that are harder Ooh. to get. Right. Might be willing to give us a chance, even though we're a new show, because nobody's doing anything. They're not,
2: they're not working. Did you yeah. get lucky with big artists like a Tim McGraw? or nope. Faith, No. We, or no.
0: we, ain't, we ain't had the level of Tim McGraw, but we've had Randy Travis, Sarah Evans. Wow. So you did um, You did yeah. get big Steve ones. Rice.
1: Yeah, and we, then we had actors we like had Ed, Ed Asner. Asner.
0: How about Johnny Cash? Did you get him? Well, he was um, passed away was at, um, after we.
2: Um, it'd be we great did to it. get
0: him. He can come oh, can a away. So wait
2: a minute. Wait a, a minute. minute. So, so there's no cash. We can't go yeah. to the bank. No, well, cash. Well, we, <laughs> but we did
0: have his daughter-in-law on and a Christina Cash. We did,
1: so we have wow. one of the Cash family on. That's and cool. In fact,
0: in fact her mm-hmm. when she came on, um, it was about like a month into the into the pandemic. It was early, in the and days. Um, yeah, yeah, she kind of gave us a little credibility because after her. Then came um, Jenny Gill, Taylor
2: Lynn. um, So from them, them you got like a bang. You got a bang from the one interview. More people came through. Yeah, because because then then all of a sudden we got a handful of people that then showed people, okay, we're serious here. (laughs) Well, did you know, I don't know, Chris, if you're aware, but I had a lot to do with Johnny Cash's career. Did you know that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I tried to stop it. I tried to stop it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Figured, Joe, you can use that one.
1: <laughs> there you go. Joe. <laughs> yeah, he, Joe.
0: Joe said that the Johnny Cash Museum is sweet. You know, we've ne- we've been to Nashville a lot, but we have never been there.
1: We have not. We know where it is. I've I've seen. We need to go to that. Maybe this next trip. We yeah, we're
0: coming. we're going back to Nashville on November 23rd for a week. So maybe then you we'll guys, go. To it. Where are you guys based out of? savannah georgia
2: yeah oh Savannah's i thought georgia. you were in nashville you're in georgia okay, we're eventually here. moving to nashville yes so you really like the country music then? if you're going to nashville that's all the oh, country yeah. music. oh we
1: right? love it mm-hmm. i
2: It'll like big and be... rich i like big and rich you like big and rich and gretchen yeah. wilson <laughs> you i you know like what's that, funny, that kind of music as we've got a story yeah. for that one don't we the big
0: and rich. oh oh we do oh yeah we have a little
1: funny uh, story what's funny the...
0: is um we were in nashville and, our first yeah, our first trip first time and we was looking up um um, artists' addresses online because sometimes people give that away. And our then like, nine-year-old son, he wanted, is like, "Let's go to the home of somebody that's famous." So, so Sandy was looking up. A, up. A, she found a list of people, and one of them was Big Kenny.
2: Yeah, so you actually found address You found addresses. And,
0: and so we, yeah, found we found that. We, we, so we
2: drove. What drove
0: by Big Kenny's house? And here's we pull up. No kidding. And we stop. We're and we're gawking at the, the house. At the
2: house. <laughs> this Did he car, come out?
0: <laughs> this car pull, This car pulls up. Yeah, car and pulls. And this lady rolls down, rolls down the window. Now, I'm thinking the lady's rolling down the window to let us know, to see that maybe she's doing what we're doing. But she rolls down her window and says, may, may I help you? Now, mm. I'm sitting there like not sure what to do. The only thing that could mm. come out of my mouth was, "Um, we understand this is Big Kenny's house. And and she goes, yes, it is. So we knew then we had the right house. It was his house. <laughs> right. And, and, right. I, and, I, and it was like, we're just driving around. And she goes do you any message you want me to give him because he's not here right now and and, wow. and I the only yeah, thing no, I came she up was with, nice um, yeah. yeah the only thing I could good. come up with was um tell him that um Chris and Sandy from the Chris and Sandy show
2: swung by
1: and she said <laughs> no. she tell him,
2: so. <laughs> you should't know you should have said why don't you ask him if he wants to be on our show what you should have said oh. you may have got him yeah. because they connected I with, with you. that's We've a good been, story though yeah. Well, it'll be funny. very
0: cool when we do finally get him because we have been pitching. So you never know, but it'd be a cool story
2: to bring up to him. because Yeah. That's a, whether that's a told... good band. That's a good band. Big <laughs> yes. and rich. They're real loud and on the, in your face and, and same with Gretchen Wilson, that music mafia style music is good. Oh, I always like that. Yeah. we love it. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to be a comedian? And I'm sure that was almost from day one,
2: but when did you know it could be a well, career for you? Um, I was always funny as a kid, you see, and my wife, you know, when we dated, she always said, God, you always entertain me, made me live. So I always had that FOMO, FOMO is fear of missing out. That's an entertainment term and that charisma. And there's not many entertainers that have it, like Sinatra had it, uh, Tom Jones has it, Elvis had it, but few people have it. I'm blessed to have that, like that if factor. So, you know, when I go out in restaurants yesterday, I was at Beverly's Hotel, they made a cup of coffee with my picture on it. I create where people want to be around me and they want to do nice things and i always hit them with a zinger and a one-liner and i always have people laughing and in them and i'm a likable guy so um my, i'm a dentist that's my real job i own several dental Come offices on. but as i'm getting older uh, chris and sandy uh, my passion's changing um to to want to really be uh, uh famous in the uh, entertainment world and i love i love the notoriety and the attention because uh, when I was born, I was so poor, grown up, I, nobody any paid me any attention. So, you know, <laughs> I have my son told me uh, on a recent trip, Dad, you have histrionic personality disorder. I looked it up. He's right. I have histrionic personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> so basically, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of something in your heart, Chris and Sandy, that you have. It's not anything you can explain. And it's something like I wake up and I'm on and, you know, I go into a restaurant and, I'll start, you know, kibitzing with people and doing jokes. And that's my, it's been my personality since I was a kid. So I figured, let me try to use it to do a career. And I'm getting older and I I really still want to do it. I really want to, I really want to um, get famous doing it. And I enjoy it. And people really enjoy what I do. YouTube. It is. I've really blown up this year, Chris and Sandy, on the social media because we've done four shoots in California, we did two shoots in New York. And our social media, our Instagram, our, our YouTube, mm-hmm. our TikTok, we have blown through the roof this year. It's been our biggest year. And now yeah. with Roger on board, our PR guy who's doing wonderful, yes. we're getting more media yeah, like exposure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roger told me that um, in about 28 years from now, I may I may get somewhere. <laughs> and considering, <laughs> considering I'm 51 years old, I figured by the time I'm 90, maybe I'll get on Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. Maybe, you know, I'm 51. Maybe maybe when I'm 90, we'll have Blake Shelton come on. Maybe, yeah. You can have Blake Shelton's son come on when he's in the home. Come past the blanket, you know? <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I have a passion to do two things, Chris. I want to make it and get famous. And I have a passion to keep the old comedy alive for the people. And there's no one doing what I do. And I feel... Really, that I have to do this and keep it alive for the people, and wow. people like it. People seem to like it. It's different. I'm a, I'm really a niche comedian, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with it till I get killed or get famous, as my <laughs> wife said. So, you know, so
0: Joe Joe asks which comedy scene do do you like better, New York or L.A.
2: So, what I'm found out in entertainment, and, and obviously I'm not into music. That's national for country music. Is the hubs for what I do is New York and los angeles so which one do i like better well yeah. in new york you can be more that wise guy in la <laughs> the people are a little snooty they have a little money they look at you funny when you go to a chinese guy eating in a deli say sir you're you're in a wrong restaurant uh the chinese restaurants across the street your order will be ready in about a minute and you're item 12th and they look looking like what the hell did you just say but in new york they would laugh so it's a little <laughs> different out here in la when you when you different when you atmosphere. go up to a a Spanish guy, you say, let me see your papers because Border Patrol will be here in 12 minutes. You know, and it goes over a little better in New York, but the people <laughs> in L.A. are going to have to figure it out because I'm here. I'm here in L.A. So they have yeah. to deal with me. Yep. Yeah, I'm the funny. gum. I'm the gum. You can't get off your shoe. You know, <laughs> It's funny. Joe, Joe said, I'll
0: finally get Steve Harvey
2: then because that's my dream guess. Oh, OK. Steve Harvey <clears throat> is doing a wonderful job, Chris. And I got to tell you, when I figure out what job he actually is doing, I'm going to call you, let you know. <laughs> yeah he's you know he's my dream guest because you know he oh he's a he's a he's a wonderful comedian he, he's told me that many times <laughs> but but he does if you look up on youtube the steve harvey apollo story it's a 10 minute story oh, i saw it inspiring. i saw it and it was the most compelling thing that i saw and 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 the story where the guy said you can't leave and he left to get a sandwich and the guy gave him a hard time yes. Said you and better what be I, back at four. Right. And what I think mm-hmm. I like most about Steve, and what I feel so endearing about him, is that that story with the airfare. And if he didn't have the money, he wouldn't even have got up into the Apollo and the guy yeah. gave the second gig that night. Mm-hmm. And it shows when you're an entertainer, if you're not hungry and you don't have that passion and that drive. Like Rickles, when he started, was in the lounge at the Sahara, and he got in the main room when Carson, couldn't do a weekend, and Stan Irwin said. You're going in the main room. He goes, I play the lounge. I do the uh, midnight, 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. to the winos and the entertainers that come mm-hmm. see me when their shows are done. They threw him in the main room, Chris and Sandy, and, and he never wow. went backwards. Yeah. So things happen wow. weird in entertainment, but you got to be in it to win. you got to be yeah. in it to win. Absolutely. And you got to be all in. And you have to be all in. And, and Steve Harvey, if you listen to that story, that guy, you know, he really struggled, and he almost didn't make it. And if he didn't get that gig and didn't go up to the Apollo, he would have never made it. So stories and entertainment, they're really compelling stories. Rickles got his break when they threw Lenny Bruce out of the Slate Brothers. And they, Henry Slate was looking for um, somebody. And Rickles was in Miami. And mm-hmm. somebody recommended him. And when he went in, uh, Rickles' mom was very smart, Dolly, Dolly Sinatra. Uh, Ed Rickles uh, got yeah. friendly with Sinatra's mother mm-hmm. and said, why don't you ask Frank to come see my son, Don? Don wasn't known. So he's the slave brothers. Oh, and wow. Sinatra walked in and he said, Frank, make your someone home, hit someone. And Sinatra, <laughs> instead of getting mad, he started laughing. So Sinatra <laughs> endorsed him. And that was Rickles really big break. So, wow. you know, you got to get love from the right person. And, you know, that's something we've yeah. noticed. We've interviewed
0: enough people, yeah. uh, and especially people that's been on top. Every right. single one that we've talked with said so there was always at least one or two people that opened a door that just yep. took them to that next level. But you have to work your guts out to you get, uh,
2: you know, to, to get be that. ready for that. Right. And, and You're not ready be, for that. Well, it's preparation meets opportunity. So if you look at like me, I work like a dog at this. I do social media constantly. I'm, I'm always doing shoots. I'm editing. I'm doing TikToks. We're doing meme images on Instagram. We're prepared. When an opportunity comes, when I go on Jimmy Kimmel one day, I'm going to walk out, Chris, go and say, hi, Johnny. Two words. Hi, Johnny. The crowd will go. (laughs) They'll go, wait a minute, Carson's not on anymore. Is that Doc Severson over there? So I'm going to play due to Dean Martin and play dumb. I already wrote the skit. I'm going to pick up the wastebasket, Chris. I'm going to say, tonight's monologue? (laughs) I already wrote my skit. But I didn't get on yet, but I mean, if they ever gave me a chance – I'm prepared because I work hard and I'm dedicated, like you said. And what you said is absolutely true, about entertainers. You 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 nailed it. You nailed it.
0: Yeah, because I mean, that's the one thing. Because all of us, and even what we do, this is still entertainment. Um, even as a mm. show host, it's like you know, it's one of them things where you really have you know, it's not about the competition, but you really have to outlast other people. Like, you know, like there's this old joke that I love that talks about um. Two guys in the woods, they see a bear. One guy jumps down, starts tying his shoe. The other guy was like, um, w- You can't outrun that bear. Why are you tying your shoe? He's like, I don't have to outrun the bear. I have to outrun you. That's funny. That's
2: that's actually true, but it's funny. That's <laughs> and, and actually that's, good. That's, and that's good. really
0: w- what it is in entertainment. You know, it's not yeah. about you have mm. to outlast everybody right. else. So that you rise to the top eventually when your time comes, but you also have to be prepared.
2: And then you got to stay there. That's You're probably right. harder than getting there. I mean, I've heard
0: several yeah. people say
2: it's well, harder yeah, staying huh? there than getting there. It's, it's hard for both. But, you know, if you saw Dangerfield when he was on Regis, he, mm-hmm. uh, he said, oh, I didn't. This wasn't an easy thing. I was selling aluminum siding and got on Ed Sullivan a few times and I was still selling aluminum siding. And he said, the first time I quit my career, I was the only one who knew I quit my career. So it, it's a hard ride up. And if you're not all in, there's no need to do it because you're not going to make it, even if, you, if you're all in, the odds are low. But if you're not all in, you definitely won't make it. So you got to believe in what you do and believe in yourself. And you got to really have a passion to do it. I have that. I also am blessed to have a den- be a dentist and have a career that pays well so I can afford to do this. I'm not getting paid, Chris, to do this now. I'm struggling being a middle-aged guy trying to make it so because i have a career and i also have a family so you know i have two careers actually both in the shitter <laughs> <laughs> well listen to, listen to this chris the new york post they gave me a review they gave me two thumbs down <laughs> and the new york times gave me one finger up that gives you an idea how good the career is going. what do they yeah. know one right <laughs> I, what the hell do they know, <laughs>
0: you, know you know i remember um uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago. Luke Combs um, tweeted out um, about he said thanking the executives that the six I think it was six of them the six executives that told him all that his music would not work. He says thank you for my six number ones.
2: Yeah, one thing in entertainment, don't ever listen to anybody's opinion of you because everybody wants you to fail. And they definitely don't want you to see you have to just be your own man, do your thing. And, and, and when you do make it, if you're lucky enough, you don't have to be man at those people. You just have to yeah. keep going and be very focused and not have external influences. That's really the truth. And I think you guys will agree with that. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Agree. And you know, we had, um, one of the
0: exec, one of the execs from the big labels come on our show and I asked him, what was his biggest mistake as an exec? And, did he did, never- he? did he? say coming on
2: your show? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm only messing with you. I had a third But you know, what's
0: what's funny about it is he he admitted to something that stunned us. Um, what he said? He, he said that when uh, you know early in the career, he says when he says um, when Jason Aldean and Kenny Chesney came to them,
2: he said they'll never work. He turned them down. Yeah. So isn't it amazing somebody's subjective opinion of an artist, which it is subjective entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and look where that person is. So if that person listened to that guy, and stopped, you wouldn't even know who they are. So that that was the proof of my statement. You have to keep going and not listen to anybody. Like don't Joe, value Joe nobody's opinion.
0: You're spot. Joe said you're spot on. Says anyone can do that. No, you <laughs> no, can't.
2: You can't no, that. no. What I do, what I do is. <laughs> is the most unique comedy. You're not gonna get a guy that can go on a street and improv like me and look at the situation and right away know what to do with it and be funny. And and that's a gift I've, the only comedian I ever saw that could do that was Don Rickles. He went on once yeah. on Letterman, and he said, what do I need you for? I gotta to talk to Denzel. Denzel, what movies are in the works for me? Now I was dying laughing because that was an ad lib off the cuff, but the only guy that could do that was Rickles. And that's the kind of stuff I'm able to do is be funny and improv, you know? And I lo- and, and again, like you said, you know, said, that you know, that's like I think the
0: Steve Harvey, I think that's on the Family Feud, you can tell that that he just comes off of stuff that people say. He he, he
2: does he does work <laughs> off what people say. I agree with you. He's he's good at that. He can do the best guy on Family Feud was Richard Dawson, the wow. guy who used to kiss all the girls, the in English actor. Oh, yeah. He was the, <laughs> he was hysterical. He would kiss <laughs> you if you were twenty two or ninety-two. And uh, you know but he was funny He said the answer is he went have the british accent you know mm. but he was a great he was very charismatic as a host on that show I'm and going see, back that's when how I, I try kid. to
0: run that's how I try to run this show you know I even though I have a base set of questions i want to feed off of what the guest says you know right. I, you know i don't sit there and say you got you know you know ask this ask that ask that no i ask and then see where it leads
2: right <laughs> i got you uh,
0: and I love that because it keeps it raw, it keeps it fresh, and right. you know. Now, again, a lot of ho- I've I've talked with a lot of people who do podcasts, and they're like, mm-hmm. I could never do live. I can't imagine not doing live. I'm no, live, live choice.
2: is good. If you do it the other way, you're cheating almost. You have to do it live, and if there's a, yeah. a faux pas, there's a faux pas. That's what makes yeah. it funny. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, and so That's far we've really had feel. no real big mess. We've had small ones. Yeah. Where well, we're good, I'm, here. Small ones. I'm here. I'm <laughs> here. <laughs> But we've had small, like, yeah. brain hey, Sandy, freezes for- <laughs> Sandy, guess what happened to me last week? What's that? My wife ran away with my best friend last week. You know what I did? I sent him a thank you note. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Was it your uh, dog, though? Your best friend? I mean... It wasn't my dog, but I got to tell you, Chris. <laughs> Chris, last night here at my fancy hotel in Beverly Hills, I had three ladies pounding at my bedroom door. Guess what I did, Sandy? What's that? I finally let them out. <laughs> Roger Roger Neal was there <laughs> He's the witness He's He is man. the witness Roger Neal Witness protection
0: <laughs> so, As you know A lot of people They see you But they don't see The team behind you In our
2: opinion well, wait, wait a minute Chris You know when I have sex With my wife now She uses protection A rifle <laughs> 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 Oh you like that one <laughs> my wife Sandy screams when I'm having sex especially if I walk in on her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how to write a joke Joe where's Joe <laughs> yeah
0: he, his he's last still thing with he, us. he says he refuses to do things not live because his show is
2: live also yeah
1: he's live always like because he interviews
2: people like we do is he a comedian or is he a host both 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 okay because he's a man of many <laughs> talents
0: <laughs> I, yeah i'm a jack of all trades but master
2: of none right oh, well <laughs> you you tell them that i want to be on a show
0: <laughs> you hear that joe hey he listen
2: went- to this sandy listen to this i yeah. came home last night my wife was in her nightgown and okay. it was 10 o'clock at night and uh, mm-hmm. in the ashtray was a cigar a lit cigar sandy in the ashtray okay. i said honey where'd that cigar come from and you're not going to mm-hmm. believe it, Chris. A voice in the closet said, would you believe Havana? <laughs> <laughs> Look at what Joe said. That's when the fight
0: started. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe said that he's out here laughing at the awkwardness of, of the couple. <laughs> this couple us, <laughs> <the> sex
2: jokes. <laughs> do, you know, do you know, Sandy, last year they asked me to be the center full for Reader's Digest. Reader's really? Digest, yeah, but I don't like where they put those damn staples.
1: Ooh, yeah, not. I'm good not doing either. it. No, nope. <laughs> can't blame you there.
0: <laughs> so, tell us a bit about the team behind you. Yeah, so teams never get love. I was
2: lucky enough to find Roger, who recently started uh, my public relations. So I'm in L.A. and we're doing a lot of stuff this week. So that's the front end of it in terms of media and you know getting in front of. The TV and uh, radio. And then, um, I have a wonderful social media team, Megan and Mason are married couple at Sacramento and they do my memes. They do my daily TikToks. I have Carly Mack who does my designs for my shirts, my clothing line, and she does my memes. And I, I have, um, who else do I have? I think there's one other person who we just brought on Evan who lives out of here, who just starting. So there's a team of young people and the young people, or the ones that are savvy. I'm the, yeah. the older guy, it's funny, but the uh, social <laughs> media is very important to, to be known. so we right. have to have the team of people to do it. I don't do it. I create the content and then they package it for me then we put it on all the the outlets. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah
2: and yeah. Um, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the team that's kind of behind the scenes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I figured out Sandy watching Tom Jones's pants
0: i that? know what's
2: in i know what's tell in him. tom jones's pants sandy can i tell you you can tell me Paul Anka. Paul Anka <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i knew you'd like that one now you know speaking of teams we have a third co-host our 10 year old that we bring on christopher
1: where's christopher
2: he's in the
1: other room let's
0: bring
2: get him on. chris
0: yep another chris
2: yeah. so wait a minute there's three hosts chris there's two Chris's and one Sandy. Yeah. 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 He comes is it, out is it your son? Is it your son? Yeah. Our 10, our 10 year old. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. So will he understand anything I'm talking about? Probably not, but that, that don't matter. <laughs> that'll make it funny though. <laughs> I got to come up with a kid joke. Now you're making it tough for me. Hey, you, you're a comedian, right? You, you gotta. I don't know. Maybe not. People are telling me out here. To, they're giving me three words of advice. At it, Chris, quit the business. <laughs> <laughs> you and know. My wife keeps saying, "I got three words of advice for you." My wife says, "You're not funny." That's what my wife says. <laughs> Would you do me a favor, Chris? After the podcast. Yeah. Would you take my wife, please? I
0: think my wife
2: would be upset with that one. Please. <laughs> Is that Chris Jr.? Yep. Yes. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. good to Hi, see you Jim. back in men's clothes. You look good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hi, Jim, Lisa. What's your favorite food? What's that? What's your favorite food? Um. Well, I'll, I got to be honest with you. I'll tell you what's not my favorite food. I went out last night, Chris ordered the shrimp, came home with the crabs. All right. That was a rough night. All right. <laughs> so that's not my favorite food. But my favorite foods are like a nice steak. A nice steak, medium Pittsburgh, some nice rigatoni bolognese with veal ragu sauce, some nice prosciutto parma, and uh, I think you got me. Because <laughs> what's yours? All right, mine's pizza. Okay, cheese or no cheese? Mmm, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Toppings. Um, Pepper sauce and Supreme, and Pineapple. He likes four faves. Now, why do you put the pineapple? You screwed the whole thing up with the pineapple. You're not Hawaiian, <laughs> are you? Are you Hawaiian? No. Oh, Chris. Chris Sr., guess where I went in Hawaii? Where? where? I went to Don Ho's house. The Ho house. Yeah, in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was cute. That was cute. Yeah. <laughs> was it for a TV show? My favorite TV show is The Jetsons and The Flintstones. Ah, you know the it, Flintstones. Uh-huh. what's yours? yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Okay. What else you got for me, Chris Junior? One more question. He's got. All right. Um, my favorite movie. Breathless with Richard Gere and Valerie Comprinsky in 1981. Have you seen that, Chris Senior? It's a great movie. And, nice. and Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. I've seen Saturday Night Fever. Well, you know what's weird about that Saturday Night Fever, Chris? It's nothing like my Sunday morning rash. That's worse. (laughs) Let me tell you about that. Well, we'll talk about that, Chris. Not on the podcast. Yeah, what's yours? God, Travolta, what's your favorite uh, movie? uh, Mine is Minions. Uh, My kids love Minions. My kids love Minions and they like the movie with the red car. Uh, Lightning McQueen. (laughs) 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 They like that one. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Chris, you behave yourself. <clears throat> he he
0: definitely loved he loves getting on the show, and he's what well, he, he wants does. next he's year. The, he's the he's the future host, right? He's the future yeah. host. Yeah, I, I can I can kind of take a break and have him, and it's still at the Chris and Sandy show.
2: That's right. You don't have to change the name he's, of the show. Do you have, a, do you have a daughter. You have a daughter. Yeah, three year old. Yeah, her name Sandy. <laughs> name's,
1: it's a Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got to
2: change her. Thank you, sir. You got to change her to Sandy. You got to change her yeah, to we'd Sandy. Have
1: to Sandy. <laughs> and then they make
2: it take over the show. And they're
1: the future. No? Hey,
2: Sandy. When I was 22 yeah. years old, I was a lion tamer. I was a lion tamer, Sandy. A when lion tamer. When I was 22, tamer. I was a lion tamer. You know how many times, Sandy? I stuck my head in a lion's mouth. Only once.
1: Just <laughs> once. Uh... <laughs> so what ask would me you if like... I hunt
2: bears, Sandy. Say, Jimmy, do you hunt bear? Ask me. Jimmy, do you
1: hunt bears?
2: No, I'll go topless. (laughs) Ask me what I do if a rhino charges. Say, Jimmy, what do you do if a rhino charges? Ask me.
1: Okay, Jimmy, what do you do if a rhino charges?
2: Take away his credit card. (laughs) (laughs) That's smart. (laughs) What do you get, Sandy, if you cross a parakeet and a tiger? What do you get if you cross a parakeet and a tiger? Oh, no idea. Well, I don't know either, but if it talks, you better listen. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's true. And Sandy, these tigers are not kosher. They eat meat Friday night. Be careful. <laughs> you know the law true. of the jungle, Chris? Yeah. You know the law of the jungle, Sandy? If you can't beat them, eat them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think
2: I know, a a I know how to write <laughs> a joke. I know how to write a joke. So what oh, would you boy. like for
1: your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for?
2: Well, I always say when I do interviews, nobody's going to remember I was the dentist. So I'd like to be remembered as the funny guy on the streets who made people laugh. And, you know, I I have this passion to be liked by people. I was brought up uh, in a family, uh, I guess, dysfunctional, and I didn't get the attention I needed growing up. My mom. mom had a mental illness, so... I think as an adult, it's transferred over. And I feel compassion to be loved by everybody. And it's not even money with me, Kristen Sani. It's just to be loved by people. Yeah. And I and Elvis was a lot like that. I, in the movie, if you watch it, the, the wife broke up because she said, you really want to be loved by your fans, not your family. Well, no, I want to be loved by my family and my fans. I don't ever want yes. to be um, loved not by my wife kids. I, I would die if they didn't love me. But um, oh, I have man. this passion because I guess of the childhood I had, to to be famous and be loved by everybody, be noticed and make people happy. I always want to make people happy and and laugh and smile. And I have that gift. I want to share that with people. That's mm-hmm. that's um, <laughs> I'm a simple guy. i never a funny guy, but a simple guy. Yeah, I got a favorite, Sandy. You ready? What is it? You know what Van Gogh said to his wife one night? He said, ha! <laughs> yeah. No, no good.
0: <laughs> what's funny is, is the internet hates Our you. Our right internet now. is, yeah, that, is that,
1: breezy yeah. right now. Yeah, we that, must, I saw you know, it. But, the yeah. internet hates you. <laughs> yeah, internet's trying to stop you. <laughs> do you, do you know, everybody.
2: Sandy? Sandy, do you know what yeah. Romeo said to Juliet?
1: What did Romeo say
0: to Juliet?
2: She said, "Get off the balcony. Get on a pill." <laughs> <laughs> so, so to honor the time that we have yeah. here, um, and I we'll, very much appreciate your your having me on. We appreciate. Oh, you we being appreciate being on, your time but, today.
1: But we'll close out with
0: one last thing. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do? yeah he must be fully froze
1: it looks like it's frozen
2: at least we made it (laughs) fortunately we did oh i have you here i hear you i hear you i there you are back for a second
0: back for a second
1: don't know if it's working now
0: i guess that's a sign I guess that's a sign that it should end it right here. As much as we'd love to have that last question answered. Yeah, so it was so much fun. So much fun. But we really enjoyed having you on the show.
1: We did. And if you
0: can hear me, we look forward to having you back down the road. We do. Have a great day. Have a good one. Thanks so
1: much again.